Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. I don't know. He sleep. <laughs> so that's got it. Look, I don't know until he wakes up. Thank you for asking. The healed is all I can say. He is the healed. Good morning. I know that's a little radical for some of y'all, my music, but. I came up in a different era. (laughs) It's old, Candace. It is Canton Jones. It's old, like old, old, like maybe 20 years old. Um, and it's called the password is Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Keep praying for him. A healer, a healer, healer, Jesus, a healer, Jesus, a healer, my savior. He saved me all. I promise he did. Jesus. My savior, my the thing I need. Good morning, Jesus. Hey, Gary Green. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. 
Jesus. Name this. There's no. Jesus. Jesus. If you ain't got no rhythm, just kind of rock your head to the side. <laughs> There's no other name higher than Jesus. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. That's the password. And the password is Jesus. Jesus gives you absolutely access to everything. And I love that song. That song is like 20 years old. Um, but when I was making my transition um, back into kingdom, I accepted Jesus when I was eight. But when I was making my transition back into kingdom, I love like music. I love music. Um, I love hip hop. I like old hip hop. I don't like mumble rap. I don't like this new stuff. And so I was like, God, what can I listen to? Because I can't identify with some of this whining gospel. I'm just going to be honest. That's where my mind was. And I was like, and my kids, I need to be able to give my kids something to listen to. And so God brought me just all kinds of different music to filter out things in my spirit that did not align with him and to give me music that I could listen to that would glorify him. And so it just opened up the door for opportunities. And even now we listen to a lot of Christian hip hop. We listen to a lot of contemporary in the house. We love beats in the house. And so a lot of times we're swaying to the beats. Um, I do not like sad songs. I don't even like gospel songs that are sad and that just kind of pull me into a direction unless they are uplifting Christ. Right. And so, um, this morning beats were in my head because I'm in a really, I'm always in a good mood, but I'm really, 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 really like in a really, really extra good mood. I have extra energy this morning, supernatural energy. God and I have been laughing at me. I'm not going to say I've been laughing at God. God and I have been laughing at me. Like I've been laughing at myself and then God has been <laughs> laughing at me too. Right? Like that's kind of how my morning has been going. And so it's just one of those mornings. It's a great morning to be alive. It's a great morning to honor God. It's a great morning to uh, lift up the name of Jesus. It's a great morning to share the word of God. And I'm just so blessed by God and just so blessed to be here today. Like I don't have anything I think I can complain about. And it doesn't mean that everything in my life is worked out. My son is in the back taking healing. It is very hard to, um, deal to be able to kind of walk things out sometimes. And they feel if they don't feel well, or they're not emotionally well or whatever else. Like, so to take a position, this is why I'm telling you this, to take a position that it's a great day or a great morning, everything ain't got to be worked out. <laughs> like everything ain't got to be worked out for you to take a position of gratitude, for you to take a position to honor God. Everything don't have to be perfect. Everything doesn't have to be worked out. It doesn't have to be solidified. The enemy wages warfare on my life all the time. And I've just learned to take the position of rejoicing, you know, rejoice again, rejoicing in the Lord, filling my house with good things and not always being so serious, you know, and it's funny because people will think you are a certain way or people will think you're serious or people will think you act a certain way or people get so serious. And the word is like a merry heart is like medicine, right? 
And so if a merry heart is like medicine, then why wouldn't I purpose to have a merry heart, right? And why wouldn't I purpose to have a merry heart? Paula, but heaven is good too. I'm just going to be honest. And so I just take the position, no matter what's going on in my life, that I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to celebrate Jesus. And I know every time I do that, then I win and the enemy doesn't get any victory. He just don't get any victory. He doesn't get to advance when you rejoice, when you're grateful, when you make a decision that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear any evil that are with me, your rod and your staff, your comfort, you comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemy. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord of ever. That's my position at the table. I might have to preach that. Just write that down. That's my position at the table. That's my position. I'm going to sit at the table. I'm going to wait on the Lord to fill my cup. And that's my position at the table. And I don't care what the enemy is presenting in front of me. I'm going to keep eating. Right. I'm going to keep eating. I'm going to keep eating. I'm going to keep eating. I'm going to keep eating because I know the oil is on me. I know God is around me. I know he is my shield. I know he is my protection. So I'm going to keep eating like I'm going to keep eating. I'm not going to be at the table and stop eating because the enemy is talking trash. I'm not going to be at the table and stop rejoicing or being grateful because the enemy is presenting something to me other than my situation. No, I'm going to keep eating like I'm going to keep eating and I'm going to enjoy I'm going to enjoy my eat. Like that's my position at the table. That's what God has set before me. If he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, he prepares a table. He sets it out. He lavishes it. Then why, when I sit at the table, am I consumed about anything that's not on the table? Why am I consumed about anything that's not on the table? Because he's already set the table before me. And that has to become the position. I'm sitting at the table. I ain't worried. I'm going to keep eating. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep eating. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep eating. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep praising. I'm going to keep worshiping. I'm going to keep enjoying the fruits of my labor. I'm going to enjoy this thing on out. And when you take that position, it just will begin to say to the enemy, oh my God, they're not moving. When you ignore it, you know what I'm saying? When you're in a position where you ignore the devil, right? You sitting at your table, you got everything on your table. God has prepared for you. You eating, you walking in the fullness of who God called you to be. And then the enemy come and, and talk, tra start talking trash to you. Well, you'll know if you moved or not, whether or not you even glance up. Right? You'll know, <laughs> come on now, Holy Spirit. You'll know whether or not you're moved you're going to know whether or not you're moved, whether or not you keep, if you even glance up, like you even glance up, like think about it, you eating and the enemy come up talking trash. You're, you're going to know whether or not you're moved. If you even glance up, well, when your position at the, when you, when you're positioned at the table and you know, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And you know that Josiah's like Josiah's health I know that his books aren't fulfilled. I'm not going to spend no energy or no time letting the enemy make me be worried about whether or not he feel good or not. I'm going to take the position of prayer. I'm going to release it in prayer. Doesn't mean it don't not feel good or not hurt, but I'm going to focus in on what's at my table because at my table, I got stuff to do. So when he walks up, I'm not going to even acknowledge him. I'm not getting ready to even acknowledge. I'm just going to keep eating. Like I'm just going to keep eating. I'm just going to 
occupied till I come. I'm just going to keep moving. I'm just going to keep paying attention to what's before me on my table because that's what God set before me. Anything that's off the table isn't worth my time. It's not worth my time. So sickness is not worth my time. Disease is not worth my time. Lack is not worth my time. What I got to make sure is don't nothing get up off the table that ain't supposed to be moved. What I got to do is make sure that I'm in position of the table, right? That I got to make, I'm at position. I'm in the position of the table for God to provide, for God to do whatever he needs to do. And as long as I'm sitting at the table, he'll do that for me. He'll, he'll do that for me. As long as I'm seated in the position for him to be Lord and savior and him to be God and to, so it's a focus. Like it's a focus. People will say to me all the time, you are so focused. Well, I am focused, right? Just being honest. I'm focused because I know what's at the table and I got too many other, I got too many things going on at the table for me to not be focused on the things that are around me. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I, I don't have time to be off focus. So I'm going to keep eating. <laughs> I'm going to keep eating. I'm going to keep eating. I'm going to keep rejoicing. I'm going to keep praising. I'm going to keep thanking my father. I'm going to not be moved by what I see because I know the persecution also that comes with what happened when I accepted the call on my life. Am I right? That's why sometimes, can I say this? And we're going to get in the message. That's why sometimes with some of y'all, when I be saying, I don't want you posting or you shouldn't be posting, um, or you, you start operating in an authority that you're not even ready for. Like you're not even ready for it. You start representing Christ in great masses. You trying to get Facebook saved. You trying to prophesy. I'm just being honest. Sometimes I'm like, don't post because you're not even built up or prepared for the warfare that comes when you represent Christ. I mean, I'm just telling you that and I'm getting ahead of myself because that's part of my message. You're not even built. You're not even built up. Like you're not even built up for what's coming next. You haven't even been built up yet, but you so busy. I'm just saying, I've been there before. You so busy trying to get seen that you're immaturely or prematurely positioning yourself in a place that you ain't even ready for the warfare for. You ain't ready for the warfare that comes on when you stand for Christ at that level. You're not ready. And so then when you position yourself and you start preaching and prophesying and teaching and doing all these other things. I'm not saying you don't have a testimony, but you start going above and beyond pointing your fingers and telling people what they should and should not do and all this other stuff. You position yourself for warfare, you know? And so things will happen like that. And people are like, why is all this warfare coming for coming for me? Well, the reason that the warfare is coming for you is because you don't know how to stay in hiding in the time of your preparation. You, you don't know how to become full of glory and prepare. You don't know how to sit at the table in time of your preparation. I thank you for this, Lord. And so since you don't know how to sit at the table in time of your preparation, preparation, you advance or you prematurely start moving up in ranks that you ain't even prepared for, for the warfare for you. You're not prepared for that kind of warfare. And so you set yourself in a position that ain't even, that might be your purpose, but it ain't your timing yet. It just ain't, I'm, I, let me get into the word. It ain't your timing yet. It ain't, I, it ain't your time yet, right? It ain't your season yet. You ain't gotta be seen. You gotta practice the inner anointing. You need to be quiet. You need to be unseen. You need to be in a position. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, come on now. You need to be in a position so that God can position you. And you don't understand. You don't understand. You're like, oh my gosh, why am I? See, when, when, when I love movies, Spider-Man, right? <laughs> with, with great responsibility, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> with great power. That's why you don't ever need to aspire to have the oil that's on someone else's life, baby, because you don't know what it costs them. You really don't know what that oil costs them. So that's why we shouldn't do that. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying this to you, right? I don't know. I, I know where that came from. I need to get in the lesson today, but when we advance or we move prematurely, my God, right? You know, you're not in a rush for anything when we advance. Cause we might see part of the purpose or part of the call on our life, but our eyes are not open to the fullness of what God said. We're not developed. We're not in position. We don't really understand the magnitude. And then we advance, right? Because we, we want the glory or we want to be recognized. Anna was a amazing, powerful widow who prayed from behind the scenes. She prayed from behind the scenes, right? She prayed from, but was effective. Her prayers were changing lives. And so sometimes we'll position ourselves or we want to seem spiritual or we want to seem on some path or some something. And we just always trying to assert ourselves and we're not even position for the warfare. Uh, we start businesses ahead of time and we not even position for the warfare, right? If it's kingdom businesses, we walk into ministries and we not even position for the warfare. We walk into marriages and we're not even positioned for the warfare. That's going to come when you accept assignments, right? We take on kids or other things and we haven't even really consulted God and we not even positioned for the warfare. You're not positioned for the warfare that comes with it. Somebody that gotta be, that needs to be a warfare coach in your life. That needs to be somebody that says to you before you accept this assignment, are you positioned for the warfare? And so even when God calls you into an assignment, right? Even though you may have an inkling or you might kind of understand what your assignment is, you gotta be built up and positioned for the warfare. I accepted my call in the ministry 19 years ago, this February, 19 years ago, I accepted my call in the ministry. I preached my first sermon in March. It was called redemption, right? So I preached my first sermon in March. I did not walk into full-time ministry until almost three years ago, right? I did not walk. I was not, I was not qualified. I was not, I was not ready for it. I was not, I was not until I was in the position, right? I was in the position. I had to get built up. I had to be strengthened. I had to, I had to be, um, designed. I had to be made over. I had to be positioned for the warfare that would come against my life, right? Because there's a warfare against my life. When you take back kingdom, the enemy isn't, uh, just cause the Lord is enlarging your territory. It don't mean the enemy is happy. When you make a decision to stand for Christ, it doesn't mean that the enemy is happy, happy, um, happy. And so when you accept the assignment, right. Or when God, when God says, this is the assignment, right. Cause some of us didn't be, we weren't like, Oh God, yes, give me this assignment. But when God calls you into the position of the assignment, then he's going to properly prepare you. Cause you got to be positioned for the warfare. You got to be in position for the warfare that's going to come in your life. So he's got to properly prepare you so that you are in that. So, that's why we see Paul, 
right? We, we've been in Ephesians. We're studying spiritual, but that's, that's some power in that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. That's why you need the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why you need to slow down. That's why you can't rush. That's why your position got to be at the table. Well, if you don't even understand the table that's been pre being prepared before you, right? If you ain't consistent and constant, even in your daily bread, right? You're not eating the word daily. Now, if you ain't eating the word daily and eating the word at the level that you supposed to be, why would you advance and move into something prematurely that you're not prepared for? But the enemy loves to rush us. He loves for us to create Ishmael's. He loves for us to produce babies that will struggle, that may live, right? But will struggle because we are positioned for the warfare that's going to come against you when you accept the assignment. So all the pruning and the groaning and the polishing is necessary so that you can walk out your assignment and fulfill your purpose. So when we get over to Ephesians one and we've been reading this and studying this and Paul begins to say this, Paul, Paul transitions and says, let me, let me, let me say this. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I've not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly asking God, the glorious father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his riches and glory. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him in a place of honor at God's right hand. And then it goes on to explain how God is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but the world to come. And that God has put all things under the authority of Christ. Right. When we're seated at the table, that means we're under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church in his body is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere itself. So Paul is saying to you, look, I recognize how much you love God. Um, I've heard of your faith. Right. I'm going to give thanks for you because you've been so faithful. But faith and love don't earn us participation in the great work of God. Faith and love does not earn us participation in the work of God. Faith and love are evidence of our participation in the work of God. So when we are in faith and love and see sometimes because we are in faith and we're operating in love, we qualify ourselves to move in advance. We qualify ourselves. Well, I'm in faith and I've been serving and I'm so faithful and I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm loving people like God. And then I think it's um, it qualifies me to participate in good work. No, that's only evidence that you're participating in God's plan. That's only evidence that you're working in the things of God. And so he said, I may mention to you, I'm praying, right? He said, but I need what I'm going to pray for you next is that that you understand when he was talking in 17, what he was really understanding to you, I'm going to pray for you that you really understand who our father is, that you really get this spirit of wisdom, that you really get this revelation of who God is, right? That we not just that I want you to know this, that you get the spirit of wisdom, that you get the spirit of revelation so that you can have better knowledge 
of who God is. I need your eyes to be open so that you understand how powerful God is. I need your eyes to be open so you understand how purposeful God is. I need your eyes to be understanding so that you understand what's at your table. So when we always talk about, oh, what are you, you full of purpose. You're full of purpose. God foreknew you in your mother's womb. You're full of purpose. The question is not whether or not you're full of purpose. The question, the question is, will you walk it out in your timing after you've been properly prepared? And so he comes back and he said, I want you to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you can better know God. So you can better know, so you can properly be in position to warfare when the enemy requires your life, when the enemy lies to you, when the enemy comes for your daughter, when the enemy comes for your son, when the enemy is telling lies. So it is important for us when we want to be full of purpose and walk out purpose to have an accurate knowledge and understanding of who we are, right? So go back for us to have an accurate knowledge and understanding who we are. We're chosen. We are adopted, right? The spiritual blessings. But if you don't get that, right? We are holy and blameless. We are in his love. We are beloved. We are redeemed through the blood. We've been forgiven of our sins. He has, we have grace abounding to us. We have favor bound around us, right? He's made us known the mystery of his will. We have an eternal inheritance, right? He's given us what the truth is. We don't have to walk around and wonder what the truth is. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And now today is, yeah, you got a calling over your life, right? You can, you can put your, you can bank on the fact that you are called to purpose in Christ Jesus. You can bank on that. I'm just promising you. But in the meantime, right? Until the fullness of your purpose manifests, until you fully grow up, until you're fully developed, until God releases you into your purpose, you need some wisdom and some revelation. You need some wisdom and you need some revelation of who God is so that you will not be moved when the enemy comes in. You so that you won't, when you are not wise or when you are wise in your own eyes, you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to show, you're not going to. You're going to do the opposite. You're going to fear the Lord, right? And you're going to walk into evil. And so God is like, no, I need you. Paul is praying and like, I need you to come into the knowledge of him. I need you to have accurate knowledge of who God is because you don't really know who God is. I need you to get the eyes of your understanding being enlightened so that you know that you're called. And if you understand that, you know that you're called, then you won't start. You won't even spend time at your table wondering whether or not you're called because the word has already told me I've called I'm called and God has already said I predestined you I formed you in your mother's womb Lakeisha Jacob he's already done that and so you won't be around going well Lord I don't know if I'm called or I have purpose you're called unto purpose you're called to a holy nation you're already called now what that call is it manifests or bubbles up or brews out or spills over, right? Once you come into the knowledge of who God is and the hope of his calling, understanding what he has said about you for you to be fulfilled, right? So God has already given you hope. I have been called, right? I've been called. I have a future. Can I tell you what the basics of this is? Before you can walk into something big, because for some reason we always think a call is something big, right? The perspective is, this is the first thing you need to know about your glorious future. There's an eternal life. <laughs> there's a resurrection. There's a freedom from sin. There's perfected just justification. And there's glorious elevation above the angels. 
And if you ain't got that yet, it's hard for you to understand what your purpose is. I'm just being, if you don't understand the basics, if you understand you chosen, if you understand you adopted, if you understand you redeemed, if you still very sin conscious, if you don't understand the basic things that you call to, if you don't understand that you're his inheritance, you're God's inheritance through Christ Jesus. If you don't understand what that means, then because you're spiritually impoverished, it's going to be hard for you to understand what's at your table. It's going to be hard for you to walk in the fullness of what God is calling to you and say, it's going to be hard for you to understand who and what God is saying to you in transitions. When you've been working, come on, Holy spirit, when you've been working the same job for 30 years and the Lord tells you, I need you to change positions. It'll be hard for you to follow God, to obey God, to walk into the fullness of everything that God is saying to you because you won't understand, right? Who and what God is in your life, right? And so a lot of times we spend time looking for purpose. Oh, I want to understand my purpose. And then we don't even understand the base basics of what God said. And the reason I know we don't walk into the revelation of the basics of what God said is because we're not doing it. So what, what are, what are some of those basics, right? What are the, some of those basics that demonstrate, right? What are the, what are the entry level position, right? That we need to walk in. Some of us haven't even walked in entry level position. That's why I was saying what I was saying earlier. If you're just logging on, go back and get that. Some of us haven't even walked in the entry level position and we're trying to advance because we think everything that we supposed to do is supposed to have notoriety. It's supposed to be big bang. It's supposed to be known throughout the world. And I told you, some of you are called to a silent life in Christ. All of us will not have our names all plastered everywhere. Well, I know God called me to da 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 da. Good, but what if it's only ten people? What if it's only five people? Does that does that limit the magnitude? Because what you haven't seen is those five people that you pour into, the ten people that you pour into, baby, that seed, and each seed produces after its own kind. And so, if we don't have the basics of the call. If we don't understand the basics in our purpose, if we don't understand that we are here to glorify God in our thoughts, deeds, and actions, then we'll be looking for all the mysticism, the big ta-da, um, the big whatever, and we ain't even operated in the basics of what God asked us to do. So what are some of those basics, right? What are some of the basics that I'm called in the purpose? If I'm full of purpose, what are the, some of the basics that I'm called to do? Let me give you the first one. Matthew 22, 36 and 40. It says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Lord, the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, right? That, that, that that's the first thing. If you haven't learned to love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind, you ain't even finished step one yet. Like you haven't finished step one. We need to get you to step one. You ain't training, baby. We need to get you in step one so that you can walk out. That's what Paul was saying. I need you to get some revelation, <laughs> right? I need you to get some revelation of who God is. I need you to fall in love with God. I need you to understand how powerful God is. Well, if I don't love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, with all my soul and with all my, without all my mind, I ain't got that accomplished yet. It's going to be very hard for me to advance when that's not my focus and how I know I don't love the Lord, the God, my God, with all my heart, my mind and my soul, which is the greatest commandment is the difficulty I have in loving my neighbor as myself. 
And I can't love my neighbor as myself until I understand the full measure of how much God loves me. <laughs> I, I, until I understand I'm chosen, until I understand I'm adopted, until I understand I'm redeemed, until I understand I'm worthy. And so we're walking around like I'm full of purpose and I want to fulfill my purpose and I want purpose-driven life. And I'm like, you got to get the basics. Like, let's get the basics. You just entered the mailroom. This is your first job. Let's learn to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Let's do that first. And then when I do that, I'm going to properly know how to love myself, right? Self, uh, self-love is evident that we love God, right? Self-love is a fruit that comes from loving God because then you can love yourself. You understand your redemption. You understand your worth is in Christ Jesus. It's not into what this world tells you. Then you can turn around and love your neighbor as yourself. All the laws and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Well, if I can't fulfill those things right there, it's going to be very hard for me to advance in some of the other things that God has asked me to advance into. Right. Right. Another thing in the basics, when we start talking about purpose or understanding God's will, right? Matthew 25, uh, starting at the 31st verse, 5th verse, he says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him. Lord, when did we see you do this? Like, when did this happen? And he's going to come back and say to them, when you did this to the least of me, right? You're going to, when you did this to the least of me, well, if you're not taking care of the least of, how are you going to advance, right? How are you going to advance? How are you going to advance if you're not taking care of the least of, if you're not doing these basic things, taking care of, looking after the sick, when's the last time you went and took care of somebody sick? or nurtured somebody or checked on or been to the hospital, right? When's the last time you had, you visited someone in prison? Come on now. I got to step my game up in that area, right? When's the last time you fed the hungry, right? And I'm not talking about doing the basic minimum. Can I drink some coffee? I'm not trying to, I'm not talking, I'm not talking about doing the basic minimum. So you, that, so that you look like a good Christian. I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this becomes your lifestyle, right? We're looking for purpose. We're looking to make sure we're walking in purpose. You can't even walk into your mountain of influence when you having a hard time accomplishing the little things that God has. Well, I don't have much. Make a meal and share with your neighbor. (laughs) Make a meal and share with your neighbor. And so that's, that's another basic. That's another, another basic that you take care of of the least of them. James 1 and 27 says, if anyone considers himself religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, (laughs) he deceives his heart and his religion is worthless. Pure and undefiled religion before our God and Father is this, to take care of the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the word. You taking care of widows? That you, I'm looking for purpose. Have you taken care of widows yet? Are you taking care of orphans yet, right? Are you working on those things? Are you positioning yourself to do those things? Those are the entry level things that are made known in his will that he's asking you to do. He's asking you to be the extension of his arms and hands here on earth. But we are looking for such deep things and such notoriety that we're missing some of the basic things that God is like, I, <laughs> if you're trying to figure out whether or not you're called unto purpose, 
Well, your, your manifestation of being called into purpose, right? It's going to manifest another way, right? Uh, Hebrews 11 and six, it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who approaches him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Another part of your purpose is to live in faith, to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, to believe in eternal life, to believe the word of what God says about you, to stand in faith. Well, when you have a hard time and you're wavering to and fro and back and forth and all that stuff, and you haven't gotten to the point where you can just stand still, I'm just being honest. Then you got to work on building your faith, right? You don't even have faith for, um, you want a taco dinner, but you want to, you know what I'm saying? You want to go feed uh, millions and you don't think you're successful for feeding millions and you ain't even fed your neighbor yet. Right? So without faith, it's impossible to believe him, please him. So another part of your purpose is to live in faith, to walk in faith, to be in faith, right? To be in faith. And when we get focused on those things, right? Then we'll advance. Then we'll advance. When you take care of the little bitty things God gave you, then you'll advance into more important things. You, you'll advance into more important things. But we think it's about moving and shaking and notoriety and being known and all these other stuff. And God is like, I need you to take care of these little bitty things, right? I need you to take care of the feed the poor. I need you to take care of widows. I need you to take care of the sick. I need you to visit those in prison. I need you to um, be faithful over these things. Matthew 5 and 20, um, three, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things and I'm going to put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Well, I'm trying to figure out my purpose. God is saying to him, here's the mystery of my will. My will is you love me. My will is that you love others. If you want to really fulfill purpose, my will is that you walk in faith. My God, right? My, my will is that you walk in faith. My will is that you take care of the widows. My will is that you take care of the orphans. My will is that you visit the sick. My will, my will, my thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's why I said there's a table being, being prepared for you. But if the enemy can have you looking far off, or making you think that what's at your table right now is not enough, then you'll try to move yourself in a position to walk into something that you ain't even got no business walking into because you ain't even prepared for the warfare yet. You're not even prepared for what you're asking God for. And it's evidence in your emotions, your instability in your emotions will tell you whether or not your lack of faith, your up and down faith will tell you whether or not you're ready to advance to another level. Romans eight, and let's start at the 27th verse. It says, and he who searches our heart knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. He's going to work it all out, right? For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Everything that I just gave you and that I just said to you was you being transformed into the image of Christ. And when we make that our focus, because a lot of times we won't make that our focus. We think that being transformed into the image of Christ is not purpose enough. We do. We think being transformed into the image of Christ is not purpose enough, but 
if you're not transformed, if you're not in the image of Christ, when you get on platforms or if God does have more for you, or if God is calling you into bigger places, you won't be prepared for the attack of the enemy. You won't be prepared to gauge in the level of spiritual warfare that you need to gauge in because you're not full of full of Christ Jesus. You're not full of the word and you're not in position because you've been trying to rush and be famous, right? Cause you've been trying to rush and be famous instead of walking in the fullness of what God said right now, which is for you to be transformed into the image of Christ so that you can go and represent Christ. Christ is looking for more brothers and sisters. Well, for you to be considered a brother or sister of Christ is you're transformed in his image. Well, how do I get transformed in his image? Romans 12 and two tells us you're going to be transformed in his image by the renewing of your mind. That's why we eat in Ephesians the way we are. That's why we're slowing ourselves down. That's why I said to you, it's not, it's not important in this season for you to be seen. It's not important for you to be seen in this season. It's important for you to be built up and then you get frustrated or you get a little notoriety or a little bit of something from somebody and you take that run, run with it and you ain't got the warfare you need in you for what happens next. Can I tell you something of why marriages fail being realistic? Cause most people don't have the warfare that's inside them for a marriage. I'm gonna throw some, I'm just being honest. They don't have the warfare of what's inside them for a marriage. They, they don't, they, they don't have what it takes to warfare for a marriage. They want a marriage. They want the idea of a marriage. They want all the benefits that come with the marriage but they don't have what's inside them to fight for their marriage. And so it's easy to walk away from a marriage when the warfare isn't there or someone never really properly taught you how to warfare for your marriage. So when tragedy comes in, when other things happen, when other things manifest, it's easier to walk away than to fight for your marriage, right? That same thing with kids. When I tell people, oh, I want a baby, I want a kid, that's fine. But you better have the warfare in your belly for a kid. You better have, you better be prepared for what you asking God for. Right. But in that, in that phase until it manifests, until it comes. And, and I can't wait till we start this singles class, right? We're going to start this singles class within the next week or so. I can't wait till we start this singles class for all my singles that are aspiring to get married. You got to have a warfare in your belly for this next level of marriage that you asking God for. Right. Most, most, most are not prepared for what they're believing God for. They're not even in a position to receive. They don't love God with all that. You are, if you, until you love God with all your heart, soul and mind, you're not going to be able to be in a healthy marriage because loving him with all your heart, soul and mind is what's going to keep you from choking somebody out. I'm just being honest. It's going to, it's going to be what's going to keep you from wanting to smother somebody with the pillow at night. Loving him with your heart, soul, and mind is going to leave you in the kind of level of love that God is requiring us to. First Corinthians 13 and four and eight. Love is kind, right? It's going to leave us in the position for that so that you can learn to warfare for your marriage. Or, and then once you've got the basics down, God will advance you into your mountain of influence. 
God will advance you. He will advance you because he knows you're prepared to stand strong. He knows you're prepared to prophesy to it. He knows you're prepared to be a teacher in it. He knows you're prepared to be apostolic. It ain't just ministry. You do that in your areas of influence, but it's after you've been built up. It's after you've been prepared. It's after you have the warfare in you for the next level. Does that make sense? That's that true on that. That, that's what Paul was saying to us. Let me give you some wisdom and some insight about who God is. And your purpose is sealed. Your books are written, right? Psalms reminds us that 139 says your books have already been written. God has already spoken to your books. Stop doubting whether or not you purpose. You full of, you full of purpose. You full of purpose. Right now, it's all about timing. It's all about timing. It's all about time. It's all about weight. And then you don't, can I, so can I share something with you? For those of you who have been like, well, I'm already in my mountain and stuff ain't working and the devil, sometimes God will let you walk into something just to show you, you're not ready. Well, y'all want me to pick my Bible up and go, oh, I'm just saying God will let you walk into something to show you, you're not ready. Satan can open doors, but God will let you walk into something to show you you are not prepared and ready. You can beg God for something and he'll get out your way and say, go on and go on and have this. He'll let you walk into something sometimes to show you you're not ready. We'll beg and plead, Lord, 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 and you're not even ready for what? But what I do know, all things will come back and work for his good. So if you're in a position right now and you weren't properly prepared for the position that you're in, you better begin to pray and ask God to open your eyes and understanding, my God, so that you can understand where you are and what you need to do in this situation and stop operating in your flesh in this situation. Because if you keep relying on your flesh in this situation, your reputation going to be tainted by the time you leave. Your reputation is going to compromise. Your reputation is going to be centered. Your, your character and your integrity is going to be compromised because you're going to be fighting in your own strength and you're going to do things you have absolutely no business doing. You're going to wind up compromising yourself and positioning yourself and you're going to destroy your name, whether that be in work, whether that be in a marriage, whether it be whatever. And more so, you're going to destroy the name of Jesus Christ because somebody's going to say, you're not a Christ follower follower watch and look how you responded when the pressure came on you got to be built up in your warfare that's it that's it for today that's it that's it that's it i think that's enough that that's enough for us to chew on i think that's enough for us to meditate on i'm just saying i think that's enough i hope you go back and re-watch this share this right right share this hey y'all don't forget i need Pampers. We need Pampers to get to the Salvation Army. You can ship me cases of Pampers. P.O. Box 4186, Little Rock, Arkansas 72214. We need to get Pampers out. Pampers, Pampers, Pampers. We need Pampers and washing powder. You can send it. It does not matter. But we need to get Pampers and washing powder to the Salvation Army. January is always very low months of giving. So don't stop your giving because it's January. That's another part of your process. God says, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake together, run it over. You're also supposed to be giving. And if you're not a consistent and constant giver, you only do the basics. You're not, you know what I'm saying? You're just not in God's will for your life. So the will is in the basics. If you get into the will in the basics, then God will. Let me read this over you. Psalms 84 and 11. It says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. 
the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly, right? Any size, Mama Jeanette, any size pampers, any size, every size, pampers, pull-ups, whatever. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he up withhold from those who up walk uprightly. He's not going to withhold your purpose from you. Uh-huh. Wipes will work too. He's not going to withhold your purpose from you. He's not going to do that. God is not going to do that. He just doesn't act like that. He'll, he just doesn't act like that. I promise you he doesn't. And so if you will meditate on that, if you'll get back to the basics, right? If you'll get back to the basics, if you, if you'll understand the basics are important, then you'll see God accelerating you. So Father God, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your people today. Thank you for revelation knowledge. Thank you for wisdom, insight, and understanding. And thank you for your glory. Lord God, show us your glory. <laughs> Manifest your glory in our life. We thank you for a fresh anointing. We thank you, Father God, for the oil flowing. My God, Yerusha, as you prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemy, we thank you. We have the wisdom to sit down and sit still and not to be moved. And Lord God, we thank you for Jesus who reconciled us to the cross. Now, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, my God, here's your opportunity. Don't you wait another day. You are looking at this little tattooed, right? Hip hop head, um, club going, all these other things that I had, all of this other stuff, right? All of this other stuff. You're looking at that chick who was living life in her own way right who's who, who was living life you're looking at her right you're looking at her and if god saved me i know that he can save you it's simple all you got to do is be like jesus please forgive me for all my sins right and then i want to accept you as lord and savior in my life and ask the holy spirit to come in and then let me disciple you i would love to disciple you i would love to spend the next year walking you through your relationship with christ so that you can walk out the full manifestation of who you are in Jesus. I love y'all, but more so God loves you. Do me a favor, right? Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Physical mailing address, P.O. Box 4186, Little Rock, Arkansas, 72214. If you're going to physically deliver it to me, it needs to be delivered to 1501 North Main Street, South of Main. It's down where the uh, Bible study is held. Just let me know you're coming um, before you deliver it and I can meet you down there or you can give it to them and they will hold it for me. I love y'all so much. I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.